You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And it's time for the Geeks Pub. Hello, David Cohen. I'm Tim Robertson. Hello, Tim Robertson. I'm David Cohen. What <laughs> What you drinking today? I'm drinking beer. Uh, yeah, no, I wish I was drinking something this early in the morning. That would be awesome, I guess. Uh, but then mine, I'd probably be an alcoholic. Mine's, mine's having root beer, so. Yeah. The, so. Pleasure, the pleasure I found when I found that I could buy 24 cans of Diet A&W root beer here in the UK. Um, I paid through the nose for it as well, but I don't care because I just love root beer. How many did you buy? Uh, 24 cans. Um, 24 cans. And, and I'm kind of working my way through them. And so this will be an occasional special treat because they are every cup every couple days you uh, can't wait too long otherwise they're gonna no, go no I'm, I'm i'm drinking i'm drinking one a day but um i'm enjoying it very much good yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice to have life's little pleasantries especially with and you said you're paying through the nose but you're yeah. going to be paying through the nose on everything here soon enough i think absolutely yeah and you know to use a a, a traditional argument used against um tech subscriptions hey it's cheaper than buying starbucks coffee every day so <laughs> Yeah, and because you can't go out very much, I don't buy that much Starbucks coffee anymore. So uh, that's it's a true. good trade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the last uh, tech fan, which I hope everyone listening to this listens to tech fan, uh, I talked about subscribing to Adobe, and I did, and I've been playing with it. It's good to to get back to Photoshop. I have so many muscle memories with that program that. My hands just know what to do to do an effect or to rotate or to it's just it's what i'm used to so i guess maybe it's worth it maybe it's not well time will tell it came with the lightroom and that's got some really cool stuff in it it's more you know picture focused if you will well yeah it's that's kind of what it's what what lightroom's all about that's what the name kind of implies but um the thing just going back to photoshop for a minute i i often wonder one of the things that kind of you and i see an awful lot of on facebook and things like that in some of the uh, more geek related um groups we are we have is is me you know star wars and um science fiction related memes and that sort of thing yeah i mean you 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 got to stop and think if that if it weren't for programs like photoshop i wonder if kind of geek culture such as it is would be as big as it is because it's now so easy to riff on um and make jokes and and funny things about about geek culture stuff where it never used to be i would i would suggest that geek culture wouldn't be geek culture without photoshop yeah it was one of the seminal programs that quite honestly inspired people that few applications on a computer does that very few yeah. Um, and I think it's one of those that 100% did. It, it showed people with, with not even a lot of talent or knowledge. You could completely change something around. You can put text on top of a picture. You could warp it. You could change the color. And that expanded people's ideas of what they could do with a computer. And more and more people got computers because of Photoshop. <clears throat> you know, yeah. retouching a photo at first was a utility. I want to make this photo look better on the front page of the newspaper. You know, I can rotate it a little bit. I can crop it down. I could put it in black and white and up the contrast. So when it prints, it looks better. Well, it quickly made its way to the enthusiast hands that were willing to spend, you know, a lot of money to get this program and to get the program. Of course, they had to buy a computer and it, it was just a snowball effect. 
and, know, and it, yeah, it was democratization of the technology because yeah, I, I think was. I think you know right from the beginning of newsprint, retouching photos was was a thing that people did, um, but you had to be. A, I mean, back then, the the tools we used in Photoshop were real tools. If when the, something was airbrushed, they were actually painting onto a, onto a Correct. photo to make it look different. And uh, crop, cropping, all of these things were physical activities. What can, what Photoshop allowed you to do was it allowed anybody without a lot of um, you know ten years of training and skill to be able to do that to photos that were digital. And it also completely streamlined. Now, those processes, so you could do them very quickly. You could try lots of different things. You could turn out different ideas. Um, and, um, of course, the traditional industries then kind of glommed onto it and used it to cut their costs. But it also meant that there's plenty of people who could do this stuff at home, like you say. And I would imagine there's a, a, a very high percentage of people who work in the computer games and, and, and also the movie special effects industries who uh, wouldn't be in those careers if it weren't for the the availability of, of tools like Photoshop because that's where they got started and that's where they saw the possibilities. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's nice to have it back to play with it. Um, yeah. I'm not going to do nearly as much as I did back in the day with it. Kat's over there getting in the big window. I don't know what mm-hmm. she's doing. Um, I'm keeping an eye on the weather. It's snowing right now. Wow. Supposed to take Felix and uh, Cole to Grand Rapids Comic Con, but I've already told them if it's really nasty out, we're not making the hour trek, hour and a half trek north. Yeah, I'm not so worried about the Sequoia making it or my driving ability. I'm worried about the other people on the road. When yeah. you get your first weekend of nasty, snowy weather for the year, there's generally a lot of car accidents because people forgot how to drive in crappy weather. Yeah, I saw that yesterday on the first snowy day with a bunch of cars in the ditches and there wasn't much snow and it wasn't very slippery i i think it's i think it's less that people forget i think people just become complacent and go well the weather's not bad i'm not going to change how i drive and, and yeah in other words here they comes the ditch. forgot how shitty it is yeah <laughs> there's the ditch there's the concrete barrier on the highway a lot of accidents yesterday which is good for me because i sell cars yeah um <laughs> Yeah, yesterday was a busy day for me at work. I delivered two cars, and then I sold two other cars. So I uh, got to like that when Christmas is coming. Um, yeah, it's amazing you're, you're still selling cars when there's no cars to sell, but there you go. Uh, well, we're still getting cars. The The difference is we're selling them. Or I should say we're taking deposits on things yeah. incoming. So technically, we're selling them before they arrive. You're selling them for the future. I have got, without giving trade secrets away or anything... Um, I got a spreadsheet. Where did I put my spreadsheet now? Hold on, let me look for it. Um, I'm wondering how I'm going to... I want to share this with you, David. I want you to see. Um, the problem is I've got things differently here than I do at work, and so I don't see it here as easy. I have to go through steps. There it is. I'm going to take a... Well, I can't take a picture. Um... I don't know. You think it'd be bad to to say how much money I have in pre-sales right now? Oh well, you could you could give a rough figure. I have twenty eight cars no. that I am waiting on to arrive to sell to a customer right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, it, that's too many. I've got all these folders locked up in this cabinet above my desk. 
And when we get a new allocation, I need to go through the allocation. The bosses do it too, but I do it too because I find things they miss. Um, uh, That matches or comes close to what my customer's looking for. And then I can put in a change order. If it takes, great. It's exactly what my customer wants. It's coming. If it's not, if it doesn't change, I then have to call my customer and say, hey, I know you wanted a gray one. Uh, I have a silver one coming. Everything else is the same, but do you want the silver one? Yeah. And probably half the time they'll be like, yeah, I'll take the silver one because everyone knows the situation. They know I can't order a car. All I can do is wait for allocation to hit and then hopefully get something that they want. So that's the situation. I can't go through each folder every, you know, once a week. Um, So I I started my own spreadsheet. So on the spreadsheet is the customer, you know, what what vehicle they want, what options they want, the colors, all that thing. But on Lark, I also put how much I'm selling it for because I already know. Yeah. And I made that a running total. Mm-hmm. What do you think that total is right now, David? I'm going to say 30 cars, um, 30,000 average maybe for, for, for a car. Yeah. So 30 times 30,000, 900,000. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Right now, today, because I delivered one yesterday, but I'll be adding one on here too tomorrow. But because I already know, I I took a deposit over the phone yesterday when I got home from work. Um, just as it is right now, one hundred five thousand. No, I'm sorry, one million fifty two thousand three hundred seventy six. Yeah. That's how many we have. I, I per, that's just me. Yeah. So over a million dollars in pre-sold cars. That's crazy. It's a little humbling at the same time, you know? Yep. Yep. It's so. uh, you know, big ticket items. You're going to have high revenue. Exactly. Uh, high turnover. Um, you know. So when people wonder, you know, how bad is it? It's pretty bad right now out there. You know, uh, I saw that the Sony Corporation just cut... They didn't say the percentage, but they just cut production massively for the PlayStation 5, which you already couldn't get. Yeah, yeah I know. It's And it's, I want one. Well, yeah. Look, I, you and I are both down for a Playdate, which was that um, little yellow gaming console. With from the, Panic. From Panic with the one-bit screen. They announced this week that they were going to have to push that out a couple of months. Now, fact, you're, are you on Group 1? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, I'm on Group 3. Yeah. Oh, oh, hang on. Maybe on group two. Thinking about it, um, but but definitely, I'm in one of the groups that was in the initial order, rather than having to wait anyway. Um, but that's been mine's been pushed out from December through to February next year. Yep, I fact, got that email too, yeah. and and the reason being is they can't get the chips, they so they had get- to redesign the motherboard slightly <laughs> for a chip get- that they could get. Yeah, exactly. Which is insane. Um, uh, the Steam Deck as well, which I'm down for. Which is the um, the thing from uh, Epic? Yep. Uh, sorry, from not from Epic, from Valve. Yeah. Which uh, is going to play? Is the is like a it's like handheld? A, it's a PC turned into a handheld that looks like a Switch, and the idea yep. is it's going to play all the games off these. Aren't they pretty expensive store. though? Oh uh, no, I didn't think so. Really, it started uh, the initial one was the the lowest price one was four hundred. Oh, that's which, cheaper than I was thinking. Yeah, which is cheaper than a gaming PC, and, and effectively it is a gaming PC. It will plug into HDMI, so you can have it on a big screen if you want to. You can plug a keyboard. You can even run Windows on it. So for a, a, a handheld gaming PC, that's actually pretty reasonable, um, assuming, of course, it delivers everything it's promised to. But that's also been pushed out too. 
Um, now you could argue with Playdate that, um, that that Panic is a very small provider, and no wonder they're affected. But I'm pretty sure Epic has placed much bigger orders, and they're also being affected. Yeah. Um, and then we find Sony, and they're being affected, and they're one of the biggest ones out there. So it's affecting everything. Um, everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't buy anything special at the grocery store yeah. when Julie and I went Friday. And on average, you know, all the groceries we need, there's four people here. Um, you don't have to bang on the table. It's a bad number. Uh, no, but my, my, my stand has actually fallen off. So so, so, do you need to fix it? No, it'll be all right. I'm just going to tilt it up. There you go. Yep. That's better. I'm just, yeah, well, I'm holding it now, which is not good. No. No, your arm's going to get tired pretty quickly. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just going to rest it on here. So here we go. On average, we'll spend about two hundred and thirty bucks on groceries, right? Which isn't too bad, uh, you know. I don't think that's too bad for four people. And, yeah. Um, and you know we got a cat. I feed the stray cats too, so there's a little bit of money there. I know I'm not supposed to. I just can't stand to see animals suffer, and you know they got a hard enough life living outside. They only last usually about four to six years a stray cat that's you know in a neighborhood because it gets no medical attention and cars and you know other animals that will go mm, look tasty kitty they probably um, last probably last longer if you didn't feed them processed food no they'll last longer because they're not eating garbage and you know um yesterday or friday sorry today sunday $320 on groceries. Almost $100 more on average than we usually spend. Yep. And we didn't get anything special. That's the thing. Meat's gone up. Um, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, those things have almost doubled from three years ago. I know some people want to blame, you know, uh, governments for this, which is stupid. Governments have no control over the cost of goods it's mm. simply these uh, well, factories can't produce enough and people are hoarding i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure i completely agree with your statement i think that governments have indirect levers that can control the, the cost of goods they control tax on fuel um they control uh business rates uh all sorts of other they control all sorts of things that can affect the costs of a produ- of a producer yeah, oh, I agree uh, with that, but I'm saying what's happening right now isn't any one government's fault. Prices oh, aren't not, going up because it, of any one government It's right not now. one government's fault, no. It's a combination of what we've been through, going through the last two years. It's a combination yep. of, of COVID, um, the impact of COVID on various different supply chains. Um, you know, climate change is a, is, a, is, a, is a factor in there as well, in that, that it's starting to affect costs in different countries. Because they're having problems related to David, climate change. David, you know climate change isn't real. Uh, I think most people <laughs> disagree with you. Yeah, I think a little bit. Uh, I think that the people who think climate change isn't real are people who are insulated from the effects of climate change via their money. Um, but yeah, I think it's all of these things, and and I suspect you know we've run this very very well i've said this before we've run this very very tight globalized economy that you know everything kind of is like a oil like an oiled swiss watch and as soon yeah. as you get a spanner in the works uh you know the disruptions go far and wide and this is what we we're in now and i think 
personally, I think by the time things settle down and go back to the way kind of they were, all the costs will have gone up anyway because some of these other factors such as responding to climate change and uh, you know geopolitical factors are going dr- are going to bake in more expensive costs anyway i think I well think even if I costs of goods go down for manufacturers they're not going to pass those savings over to us they're no they're going to start liking that they're selling them for more and they're going to keep prices they're, high they're they're also yeah because they've all lost a lot of money over the last two years yep uh, and they're looking to recoup their costs i mean we were talking about cars i, I commented to my wife the other day here in the UK, there's a real big push towards um, a pr- uh, either plug-in hybrids or electric vehicles. You know, we're, obviously, we've just had the climate summit here, um, and everyone is, is all the manufacturers are uh, they've they used to push diesel cars, they've moved away from diesel, um, and now they are pushing very hard towards the electric. Diesel's future. kind of dead at this point, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, diesel was struggling a little bit anyway because I think. It, it was it was certainly in the UK. It was tax less because the government thought it was a way of getting to our uh, diesel being more efficient means that effectively your emissions per mile for CO two are lower. So for many years they were incentivising diesel, but the problem is is a combination of of scientists realising that that wasn't the whole story with diesel in terms of its pollution footprint, and secondly the whole Volkswagen Dieselgate thing where it turned out that all the emissions were being faked by many of the diesel manufacturers. It wasn't just Mercedes and Volkswagen, it was everybody. Um, means that diesel's got a bad name and everyone's moving out of it now. Yeah. So um, they're pushing for electric cars here, but you know I've noticed that in, in Britain, the, the starting price of most electric cars is well north of £30,000. They're about 35000 up. Um and the problem is, is that, you know, the average price of a, of a British car is about £22,000. So immediately you think, oh, you know, this electric future is very good, but it's a lot more expensive. And, um, you know, certainly I wouldn't feel comfortable going out and buying a car that costs 40000 plus because my payments will be much higher than what I'm used to. It's worse than um, that because we all, it'd be great if everyone could go to electric, except the infrastructure is not there to support charging cars every day. Exactly. If everyone you know immediately switched over to electric cars, we would be having rolling blackouts and brownouts across the Western world. Our infrastructure can't handle that much draw. We just can't. And remember, you're talking to somebody who used to have an electric car. I know. I got rid of it because the infrastructure wasn't good enough for me to charge it all the time. Mm -hmm. Can't charge at home because the way my home setup is. uh, And I was struggling to get on charges where I worked, which is where I normally charged it. So definitely, definitely next time I, I buy an electric car, which presumably will be the next time I buy a car, I bought one a year ago, um, I will be looking for something that's a plug-in hybrid, not a full electric car, because I know... Yeah, that it's I need... a good gap car. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know, we're, not, we're not there for full electric yet, but let's be honest, David, by the time we end uh, Tech Fan and... Um, geeks pub everybody will be driving because we'll be very old then um <laughs> exactly everyone in the flying cars four listeners will still be like no don't quit um let's move on to something that i should have predicted i didn't um but i'm still stupid and i fell for it uh gta trilogy <laughs> me too you know i it wasn't even the hype from rockstar that got me well, this. no, because there wasn't a lot of hype because this no. got announced very, very recently. It came yeah. completely out of the blue. So the hype has not been, 
you know, it's not like it's been on the cards for a year. It's not like, for instance, the hype for um, Diablo 2 Resurrected, which is a game that I was excited for, which was announced months and months and months ago and really has built on the hype. This was announced, what, two, three months ago? And no, it wasn't it even just, that long ago. Yeah. Uh, and it, everyone went, oh, great, this is this sounds really good. But, you know, it wasn't like it was... Um, you weren't seeing bus, uh, bus stops with ads for it or anything like that. No. Like, like other big game releases. So this trilogy comes out, and it's GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. And, and these are... And quite honestly, GTA San Andreas is probably one of the greatest video games ever made. Yeah. Um, it, it's... It, graphically, though, it has not held up. So what rockstar wanted to do was put a fresh coat of paint on these and also bring a little bit more modern controls to these games because i remember how difficult it was to drive the cars in these series i mean yeah it was part of the the you just got used to it and you adjusted and you used, it was still a lot of fun yeah and but uh, it me, was the cars are floating and hard to control and yeah and for a game which kind of centers around i mean it's in the title grand theft auto um you know it's kind of important the other thing i found um going back to when they announced this i i and i I messaged you about this i went back to gta 3 on my ipad using a controller you know i'm no dummy (laughs) i don't want to do touch controls i went back to play using a controller now this game came out on the ps2 this was the first 3d grand theft auto um you know what it's still a fun game and the graphics didn't really bother me that much but what i found was it virtually impossible was the combat yes it was impossible even with a controller it was impossible to shoot at the people you wanted to shoot at and that's very difficult when you're surrounded by 15 guys who are all shooting at you yeah uh, and it made the combat frustratingly hard so much so much so that i thought actually I'd, i'm i'm not having fun here i'm not going to play this anymore and part of what the these remasters which with with no sense of hubris uh rockstar called the definitive edition yep. yeah um was supposed to do was to bring the combat controls from gta 5 to all these early games to try and make them a bit um, more fun to play However, and they yeah it doesn't <laughs> work very good at all it's well, supposed to have this auto lock on thing which does work in gta 5 and gta 4 doesn't seem to work very well in this game well the problem is is that these definitive editions uh, are by all accounts unfinished yep not so much definitive as work in progress and yeah um, i think you're going to see some um updates to this to to address these and i think you'll see them coming pretty fast and furious because um, right now most of the websites that cover the stuff is not giving up a pass so so the 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 versions for PC were actually withdrawn because the servers, apparently they felt the need to take PS2 and PS3 game, games and make them check into a server for some reason. Even This, you, this reason. Even this is for, why. Yeah, even for games that don't have any online features, they still want them to check into a server. Snowing harder now, by the way. Yeah. Just like in was it san andreas when it started raining and it looked like a blizzard and you Um, can't even see i haven't played san andreas the only thing i've done so far is play gta 3 and i'm about i played it up for about an hour and a half and i haven't unlocked the second island or anything yet um but a couple things stood out to me so what Um, are you playing on pc 
No, uh, Xbox. On the Xbox, okay. Yeah, the Xbox uh, Model S, S Series yeah. S, whatever it is, yeah. yeah. Graphically, looks great. Way better than I've ever seen this game look. It really has. Now, that saying, with saying that, I, I never played it on PC, and I never used any of the mods. So I'm sure some of the mods looked even better. I don't know. Yeah. I never played them. Um because I and I because I didn't want to download mods and screw with the game and yeah. I, I just don't, I just want to pick it up and play. Who right? has time for that? Yeah, exactly. Shut up, R two. Um, just graphically, it looks great. It really does. It's the best I've ever seen it look. So yeah. there's that. Driving is way better. Way 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 better. Uh, I like the wheel that you have from GTA five in here for your weapon selection and stuff. Yeah. But one of my problems is I have muscle memory from playing these games and what I would do before doesn't necessarily work now. So I'm starting to adjust. Um, combat still sucks ass, right? I'm constantly not locking onto anybody or there's two cops chasing me and I want to shoot them. So I do the lock on and it shoots this guy walking down the street. I'm like, oh, great. That didn't help me. And then by the time I do get locked on, I've been shot four times and I'm dead. Uh, and, and the thing about that is that in terms of play balancing, when you're playing these games, the game, you, but the game designer must know who it is you want to shoot. I mean, you, yeah. it doesn't seem hard for it to say, okay, when I want lock on, Please don't ever select some random guy who's walking past right. me on the street. So, select the the antagonist. That's exactly. who I want to shoot. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you know, you, the the game must know, right? Only select people who are shooting at Tony at the moment. You you think that would not be a hard thing to bake no. in? And yet, here we are. Here we are. More, I've got I, I've got three gang members chasing me, and I just wasted a lady out shopping. Oh, good. Exactly. Thanks. And I purposely aimed right at her and shot her twice before I tried to lock onto the other person. Yeah. Sorry, lady. That's okay because her twin was like three feet behind her, but, which was you know weird. What? But you know what? The graphics when she died, much better. Oh, it was way better. So here's, but I mean, in some respects, I could kind of forgive that. That is the kind of in life gameplay thing that could be tweaked further on. I still yeah. would argue that. That it that, should have been tweaked have been. at release because yeah. that was the whole point. Let's let's yeah. let's fix driving yeah. and let's fix combat. Those exactly. are the two biggest problems people had with the people didn't have problems with these games because they didn't. Everyone had oven mitts for hands. No. I mean, it was kind of goofy, but we accept. We just we don't even notice it five minutes into the game. No, we exactly. completely let that go. I, and and to to be honest with you, I was about to say that when I went back to GTA Three on my iPad, it's using the PS2 graphics. They've been tweaked a little bit for iOS. That was released many years ago on the on our iOS. Yeah, but the thing is, this game is so well designed and story that once you once you start playing you forget about the graphics you yep. just want to know what's going to happen next where's tony gonna to have to go what's the next mission you know what are the funny things going on that you've you, I, I could live with without graphics upgrades to be honest but i want the gameplay to improve i want the, the like you say the two things you have to do in gta which is shoot people yeah, and drive. And drive. I want yep. those to be absolutely brilliant drive and is the, better still not perfect yeah um but the combat is just it's broken still but to be to be honest with you i could kind of forgive all of that but what i can't forgive is the fact that on on consoles like the switch these games are crashing and resetting the pc I haven't had that yet yeah well do you are you playing it on the switch no 
No, so there you go. It's been crashing on the Switch. Um, on the PC, people bought it and couldn't log on for two days because the, these check-in servers weren't working properly. Yep. So they just turned them off and withdrew the PC version from sale. The Xbox version has some of these weird graphical glitches. These games are just not done. No. Nope. And, uh, and this goes back to what we've complained about in the past, and that's marketing driving everything. Yeah. Obviously These games they, are going to be released on this date. and Yeah. They you know what? Get if them it's a- not done, hold it for a couple of weeks. We yeah, don't well, care. Yeah, but they no don't one's going to blast them for that. They, they Well, they don't want to do that because they want to get a, a big run-in of Christmas, pre-Christmas sales. That's it's exactly all about, right. It's all about their revenue. Yeah. Um, well, um, obviously, because they're making games yeah. that didn't need to be remade. But the problem is, is that I'm seeing things online from people who aren't as familiar with these games going, oh, I thought these games were classic. I've Now I've played them and they suck. So what they're doing is they're kind of really, um, you know, really undoing a lot of the goodwill associated with these games by releasing, well, when they releasing say they these suck, lousy is ports. Is it because it's the... Uh, uh, the technical thing or the gameplay itself because uh, well, it's, if it's, you just play the game i mean they're fantastic games well and the glitches I, i'm sorry i think people expect the things we're talking about with the also locking for should the, be for, working for the, 100%. it should be working and yeah I, I anybody who's come who's never played these games before and finds that sorts of problem and and sees they can't shoot the guys they're meant to shoot are going to go this game sucks and I wouldn't blame them for that. And they're never going to find out how wonderful these games are because they're not going to play them for more than about 20 minutes. Because yep. as soon as they have a shootout with somebody and three times in a row they get killed because they can't lock on to the antagonist, they're going to go, these games sucks, they're broken, and they're never going to play them again. And then in their memory, GTA is uh, is overblown rubbish. Yeah, the, you know? what they've done here is diminish classic games. Yeah. Things that... I, I don't want to say they're, you know... Let me put it this way: When this is this is the trilogy that brought me back into video gaming from my childhood, you know, and I've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. It was 1999. Uh, I was watching something on TV, and the trailer for Vice City came on, and it's it's dripping in 80s nostalgia. Yeah. And you got to remember that was a decade after the 80s and I was really starting to listen to more 80s music at that point cuz a decade after the decade that you grew up in you get nostalgic for, right? Everything yeah. was better then even though it wasn't, but you know, rose-colored glasses and all that. So, I went to uh, the next day, I went to the store and I remember it was a Toys R Us and I bought a PS2 and GTA Vi- uh, Vice City. Mm-hmm. Brought it home and was up almost all night long, which sucked because I had to go to work the next day. Just playing it. And I've told the story. In fact, I, I wrote about it on a, on a website once. Um, what hooked me in more than anything else was that I was driving, and I, I, you know, I unlocked the second half of the city, and all I had been really doing is focus on a mission, mission, mission. I hadn't really done anything else. Yeah. And it was late. And some 80s music is playing on the radio in the car that I was driving in the game. And the sun started setting, and I'm just driving. Mm-hmm. I'm not even crashing into cars. I'm just driving casually. And it was amazing. And I thought, this is art. this is almost art. I mean, look yeah. at this. I'm just driving around in this game, not doing it. Nobody's chasing me. It's not constantly badgering me that I got to get you know back onto the map. It's not saying, you know, oh, you have to do this. It's let me do what I want 
just casually driving a car and listening to music. And it was awesome. And it was such a transformative moment for me in video games. It's what brought me back. And, you know, then I, I went and bought GTA 3, which I don't think is as good as Vice City. But I still really liked it. But yeah. then GTA um, San Andreas came out. Yeah. Same game engine, same basic graphics. Everything was pretty much the same, except the city was so much bigger. Now it's three cities instead of two. Um, and I actually walked once from the furthest south to the furthest north that I could go. Just walking. I didn't run, didn't drive. I just walked, and it took like an hour. Maybe not quite that long, but it took a long time to get from one side to the other. Yeah. Um, but the level of detail and the side things that you can do, you can you can go to a barber, you can have them eat, you can um, go to the gym and lift weights, and it would actually improve your character. He'd get stronger, and he could run faster. And the nascent, if you will, websites that you can go to to learn the secrets of GTA you know, the, oh, make sure you go here. And, oh, by the way, this is hidden here. And yeah, it was just, it, it was it was awesome. It really was. I know a lot of people look back and they think, oh, that's the game that you can go and shoot hookers. You, you could do that, yes. But you didn't have to. Yeah, that's, a, that's the point of an open world game, is that you can do anything. The best open world games, you can do pretty much anything you can think of, you can go and do. And it's a delight to find the developer has been there ahead of time before you and thought, yeah, somebody's going to want to do this, so let's make sure that there's something in there for them to reward them for going and getting the haircut. This is the trilogy that made something like the new Zelda game possible. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, which I think Breath of the Wild is probably within the top five video games of all time. Yeah. Um, So here's here's my question to you. So these remasters suck. And Um, I paid 60 bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the thing for me. If you could buy each individual one, which you can't, that might be a different story because then you could choose the one you, you wanted. Uh, and perhaps for $20 rather than $60, you could go, oh, well, you know, things aren't quite right, but I can wait for the patches. What burns me is that they want top dollar for games that are fundamentally still broken. Yep. Um, and I'm really, I'm glad I didn't pre-order because I... The only thing that saved me from pre-ordering is I was thinking oh, I I'll probably want the PC version, so I'm going to. So wait you for didn't it. buy it? I didn't buy it. No, I was waiting for the Steam Deck. Yeah. Um, and I thought I would play this on the Steam Deck because obviously it's going to look nicer on the Steam Deck on a PC version that's going to look on the Switch version because the Switch is effectively mobile phone hardware. So ordinarily I would buy the Switch version. This time I decided to wait, and I'm glad I did because now I can wait for them to either fix these things or not bother at all. But yeah. my question to you is um, I, I do have access to San Andreas because I've got Game Pass and it's on yep. the Xbox Game Pass, so I probably will play it on there. But my question to you is, knowing what you know about these remasters, if you're somebody who's not played GTA before, would you recommend that they wait for these to get fixed and maybe try those? Or should you just go out and buy for much less money GTA Five, which is the most recent version, which had the best engine and the best things to do, and is probably the pinnacle of GTA, and it's much cheaper. Would you say skip the old stuff and just go straight to GTA Five? Oh yeah, that would definitely be. But that's not really the question. Well, that's the question, my question. Should be, should you spend sixty dollars and buy this trilogy, or if 
you if the ability is there to buy an old console on a PS2 on eBay, which is maybe fifty bucks, and then you can pick any one of these games up for five bucks if that on eBay and play the original games on the original console. I would say that would be a more viable option if you've never played them because they're it's so much better there. Well, Even to- with the, the control problems and the lock-on and, and even with that stuff, it's still more enjoyable on the original hardware. And here's what's annoying about this is that in preparation for this definitive trilogy, Rockstar pulled all the old versions. So you can't buy GTA 3 on iOS anymore, right. which I would say is actually a pretty good way of playing it if you don't want to go to the expense of going to get a PS2. yeah, The iOS version on an iPad... If you have an iPad, get yourself a, a controller. Nowadays, iPads support whole loads of different controllers. You don't have to get a special Apple-branded one. Now, do um, they update the old version for iOS to the new version? Or if you have the old version, you're screwed and you have they, to buy the new They one? are going to update the old version to okay. the remastered versions. Uh, I suspect they'll make you buy it again. I don't think they'll just give it to you for free. Uh, I bet they would make you not no, buy cause it. They, no, because they, they've pulled the original versions. So they won't be, they, you won't be able to upgrade the original version because it's not in the App Store anymore. So th- I guarantee you they will make well, you buy it again. Yeah, that's how they're going to get away with it because you're yeah. not going to be able to buy them separately like you could before. No, no because I have... I have um, in fact, I don't think I well, have... Well, if you bought it, can you still re-download it? If you bought it, you can download it for yourself, but what you can't do is buy it new. Well, let me so, uh, let me break up my iPad. You I won't, don't be, know able if to, won't got, be there. Well, I don't know if I have GTA already installed on them because right. I bought... I think I bought all of them. Yeah, if you, ha- if you already have it, you'll be able to download it again. I, I had... I had one of them not not on my iPad. I was able to re-download it. Yeah, I I've got San Andreas. Yeah, you can. I don't I don't think I ever bought the uh, San Andreas and Vice City for the iPad. I think I only had GTA yeah, Three. Yeah, it's uh, Liberty City this. Stories and Chinatown Wars is still available on the I, on iOS. Well, because those weren't updated. Those weren't updated, so. Yeah, it's already on my iPad, yeah. so. Yeah. So I didn't realize I had. It's launching it for the first time like I've never played it before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the problem is if you right don't now. have those games, you can't buy them now. Yeah, uh, And this is, this is what sucks is because they basically they've played it like, you know, well, you want these new versions because they are the best ever, and they are most absolutely not. I tell you one thing I really like is I fire up my, X, my Xbox Series S, launch the game, and I'm up and playing within seconds. Uh, that's whereas gonna, yeah. on the original hardware... Putting the disc in, starting it up, wait until the system boots, which was a lot quick, a lot slower than an Xbox Series S. Um, was it? I don't remember now. I say that with conviction, but now I'm doubting myself and my memories. But launching the game, good God, it would take a minute to two minutes for any, especially San Andreas. It took, oh, it was brutal waiting for the game to launch. I think one of the best things about the Xbox Series S which is the digital version of the... And it's, yes. Frankly, if you're waiting for an Xbox and you can't get a Series X... Get get yeah, this one. Get the S. That's yeah. what I did. Stick it... And David rather than, did too. Rather, yeah. Rather than plug it into a, into your TV where you're going to miss the 4K that you don't have on well, on the Series S, plug it into a PC monitor. Have yep. it on your desk, which is what I do. Yeah. Um, it is a phenomenal game system for the money. It really it is. It really is. And you get 
you get apart from the the higher end graphics for a big TV, you get everything else that you get with the Series X. Oh, yeah. And by the way, you can actually buy a Series S right now, and you can't yeah. buy a Series X for love and the money. Correct. Yeah? Uh, and yeah, it's the, the hidden gem of of gaming systems, right? It now. is, and the quality of life improvements you get from uh, if you're coming from PC, not having to do the constant, um, you know, game store updates and all of the garbage you have to do on the pc side keep talking for one second yeah for trying to get games to work you don't have any of that you've got this instant resume feature because it has this very fast uh, high-end ssd in it and it keeps up to four games in memory at once so you know i'm i'm playing um the new forza game that came out the other day uh and i want to go back to halo 5 which is what i've been working through yeah i was back on halo 5 in five seconds exactly where i'd left it off the game was suspended there that is brilliant because it means you know you sat down for a, a game session particularly with an old guy like me who may only have an hour a day or even that to actually jump into gaming before i have to go and do something else um the fact that you can just be literally press a button and be up and running in seconds exactly back where you were is for me is uh, excuse the pun it's a game changer it means that I can be back gaming straight away. And I have burned through so many games on on this uh, Series S since I bought it because I've been able to really just focus on the gaming and nothing else. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's a great system. It, as Tim says, it's a hidden gem. It runs all the latest games. You get the Game Pass. So if you've got the Game Pass, that means you've got access to 120 games straight out of the box without to buy anything else. Um, and then all the other things. Game Pass great, is awesome. Yeah, the other great thing about Game Pass is that when a new game comes out, if it's from Microsoft or from a Microsoft-owned studio, it's available for free on Game Pass straight away. Halo Infinite, well, which not is not free. Couple, I mean, well, you're paying for the pass. Exactly, but, but and you're not, the pass is dirt cheap. Yeah, the pass it's, is. It is. <laughs> Quite honestly, it is the best deal in gaming right now, by yeah. far. Nobody for, is even close. Well, for I think it works out about one and a half, maybe premium titles a year, and which you is get access to all this stuff, which include, is sixty, seventy dollars now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it which is uh, and and as I say, the new Forza just come out available on Game Pass, so you've yep. got access to that straight away. The new Halo out in a couple of weeks available straight away on Game Pass. Anything from Bethesda. Anything from any of the Microsoft studios, and sometimes things from other studios as well. Uh, EA um, is getting into it too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it and it's not. Here's the thing, though, David. This isn't just for the Xbox. This is PC because I have a gaming PC. I have my Xbox games on there. Now, not all the games that are available on Xbox are available on the PC. That's fine. Um, but you, but if you sign up for it, though, it includes the EA stuff, which then you yeah. can. I don't like that if you sign up for that, it's free or dirt cheap. I don't remember. I think yeah. it was free with Xbox Game Pass. It also you then have to download EA's front end and download it from there, which well, kind of sucks. This is the problem with with the PC side is that you have to deal with all these different game files. Yeah. And so on my gaming PC, I've got Xbox, I've got EA, and I've got Steam. Yeah. And then I've got all my main stuff. And by the way, that's also my Plex server now. Yeah. <laughs> but but that means every time you want so with the EA or AI ones, you're in the because uh, the the Xbox um, front end on the PC integrates EA into it. So you suppose you've got Star Wars Squadrons or right. um, Fallen Jedi in there and you want to play it. So you click on it. It will then launch the EA launcher, which will then will say, oh, I haven't updated for a while. Let me update myself yeah. first. I right? hate that so Three minutes much. for that. 
Yeah. Yep. And then you go into the game and the game says, oh, there's an update waiting for you. Right. So you've got to install that before you get to play. It's like 10, 15 minutes before you get to play the game on the Xbox. Press a button. It's done. Yep. You know, and you're right back where you were. It's so it's, you're, I agree with you. I think the Xbox Series S is um, I don't want to say it's the hidden gem because I don't think it's really hidden. But I just I don't think enough people realized what you're really getting now. Does it do the super graphics that the Series X does or the PS5? Uh, it comes damn close. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unless you're a super graphics snob, I don't think you're going to notice the difference. So I'm I'm playing mine on a 1440p monitor, which, yep. is my, which is my desktop monitor I use for work, and I've got it plugged in under the desk there. Um, now, I haven't played a lot of Xbox One S-specific titles yep. because there aren't that many. Um, I've played a lot of... Well, i played... All the way through um, Halo 4. Uh, I'm working through Halo 5. So Halo 4 was an Xbox um, 360 and Xbox One title. Yeah, um, it was a crossover. Yeah. Halo 5 was Xbox One only. So uh, so that is upgraded graphics, but it's not the best I can do. Halo Infinite is the next one that's, that, will, that is Xbox Series S We're, we're a week or two away from that, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. So I'm working my way I kind of up the graphical levels. I mean, I've got to be honest. When I started... Halo 5 Guardians after just finishing Halo 4 immediately I thought wow this looks amazing mm-hmm. um, because there was so, the, it's so much going on the background that you can see that you can't see in the 360 games because it didn't have the horsepower to do it so it gives you a much more inverse, immersive environment I was playing Halo 4 on the Master Chief collection which means that um, it had been enhanced for the Series S and X so it had a higher frame rate I think it was running at 120, 120 frames per second um, and some enhancements like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, it looked great. Um, Halo 5 looks even better. Yep. Forza, which I've played on the on here, looks um, is quite simply the best-looking game I have ever played. The new Forza, Forza Horizon I, I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet because I was playing GTA. Yeah, but it looks... I've got, I, I just dipped into it. I, don't, I haven't really played it yet, but it just looks amazing. I mean, it really does. And this is at 1440, uh, you know, uh, yeah, 1440p. Uh, so I'm sure in 4K it, it looks amazing as well. Um, but as I say, unless you're on a, a, a 4K TV, you I don't am. need... Yeah, yep. but you don't need to... I mean, it does upscaling as well, but you don't need, you don't need that. So it's a case of really what you want. For, yeah. for me, the Series S, unless you've got discs you want to run or you are really, you know, you've got pin-sharp eyesight and you can really tell the difference between 4K at distance... Or you want to have you? You just one of those guys who wants to have the best. Well, Xbox just came out with this new um, design for Xbox monitors. Now it's not their monitors; it's third parties. And if it's designed for Xbox, they can put a sticker on the monitor, and they can mo- they can uh, advertise it as such. Yeah, and Mark it I up. just yeah. Well, so I just watched the Linus Tech Tips, which, by the way, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't always agree with other conclusions, but I do a lot of their stuff, and I, I enjoy it. I've been watching Linus Tech Tips for like eight years now. They've got a, a what I say about Linus Tech Tips is when they're reviewing stuff, they have a very strong process. You might yep. not agree with their choices in terms of what they think is important and what isn't, but you can't ever really fault their process. They never. They, have you yeah. ever watched their old content? Uh, no, not really. Wow. See, I liked them a little bit better back in the day when they were. I, I want to say not as popular, yeah. but 
Um, they used to do this thing, and they obviously they couldn't for the last two years because they're in Canada. So they would have these challenges, and it would be like a four-part series where they would have a certain dollar amount, and they had to locally source all the pieces and who makes the best PC. Oh, cool. Yeah, and kind of like, it was, kind of like, a, like a Top Gear challenge. With the, yep, with yep the exactly. Cars, yeah. And it was always, I always enjoy those a lot. But anyways, um, getting back to GTA for just one second, is it worth it? <sighs> probably not. If you're a sucker like me, you probably bought it. I don't regret my purchase. $60, David. It's $30 a game. And I, and granted, I've only played GTA 3. I don't regret my purchase. Here's why. I'm actually playing the game again. Yeah. So, just for that reason, I'm, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, big, big thing this week before we wrap up this show was um, Disney Plus Day. You know, this was advertised for a couple weeks. Um, the only thing I knew was Shang Chi. Shang, how do you say it? Shang Chi. Shang Chi was coming to Disney Plus, yep. and I haven't seen it yet. So Cole and I watched it uh, on Friday, and they also released uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise to regular Plus subscribers. So it wasn't like they did with the Black Widow and this movie; you didn't have to pay extra for it. Yeah, I like Jungle Cruise, actually. Oh, I'm about an hour into it, and I'll be honest with you, David, I'm enjoying it way more than I did the Marvel movie. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's not even close. So, um, yeah, yeah. There, I, I mean, it's a, it's really fun. That's It reminds me of The Mummy. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's, it is really fun. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it really has something going for it when it has... Um, you know, two charismatic leads who real have real chemistry together. It really yeah. does kind of work. Tons of CGI, but it's done so well. Um, I mean, the cat is a little mm, okay, but yeah. it, you know, I know all this, the jungle scenes and all. It's all digital, and it's I don't care. It's just dumb fun, and I really enjoy it so far. Yeah, I kind um, I kind of like Shang Chi for that, particularly the first half because the no, I don't. Fun. I, I I thought. I thought that movie was just n- not good. Oh dear! I, I thought that the first half was okay, and the second half was terrible. Um, I I liked that they established that he got away from his family. He's got he's friends with this girl. Um, oh, by the way, she is the standout character in that movie. Yeah, I mean by. By she's, far, she's acting everybody else off the screen. Yeah. Uh, that, well, that. the main character is. I don't, and I don't say this because I watched Kim's Convenience, where he got his start, or that's where I know him from, anyways. Where he's more of a comedic actor. I don't buy him as a badass on any level. You know. Yeah. And well, well, make, they're saving make, the world because this big snake thing comes, dragon thing comes through, and I keep thinking. If Tony Stark showed up here, he'd take this thing out in about four seconds. Yeah, but Tony Stark's dead. So that's kind of the whole point. But this it's modern times, and they go to this ancient city that's in some other dimension or something. They don't really <laughs> clarify that. Yeah. And these things are there, and they bring a modern, this guy, his father, the Mandarin, brings all these people in. And why the hell are they carrying swords? Why don't they have rocket launchers and Uzis? Are you because, kidding me? This is stupid. Uh, 
because the Chinese. And they're all fighting hand by hand. It, it, it was dumb. Well, it made no sense for a, 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 a modern Marvel movie. It I, doesn't I, fit in with anything at all. And I get Chinese audience is big. They wanted to bring this character in so they can expand a little bit into that market. Plus, the character himself in the comic books is actually really well done, even though he was basically Bruce Lee. That's all they did. Yeah. They brought this character in in the 70s at the height of the whole kung fu thing. That's fine. I, I can accept all of that. And they didn't whitewash it, which I really appreciated. I thought yeah, that was great. And I think, to be fair, you know, had Western military come in to fight the dragon, that would have been a real kind of issue with a white savior complex. So I, I think it, it was a very good choice for them not to go that way, even if you feel it undermines the... Well, it didn't make any sense. The re- <laughs> It made no sense. They're didn't going. Sense. The guy has ten magic rings on his wrists. Well, like, well, don't okay. go on. It didn't make any sense. But why, if he's bringing all these people, he's bringing his own army. Why don't they have weapons other than swords and shit and staffs? Are you why they drove into the portal? They, <laughs> they, they have cars right there. Yep. You couldn't well, have flew yeah, a helicopter because, in because the. People who turned up with the army were there to deal with the village. He didn't think that the uh, the dragon was going to come out. That fine. Was... There's a village. None of these guys came with anything more than a sword. Well, maybe they had maybe they had um, bazookas in the back of the truck and they forgot. Oh, uh, it was stupid. It was just it, it, it. The leaps of logic. Marvel's usually pretty good about that. You just accept yeah. the science for what it is, and okay. Yeah. And now there's magic. We have. And there's Asgard, which is not really gods; they're more of an advanced civilization. Okay, we we can accept all that. You bring a modern army to take over and to attack, and nobody's freaking armed, really. And the Ten Rings in the comic were way more powerful than uh, it was lame in this movie. And well, I- and that character, the main character, had nothing to do with those. That's a, the Mandarin's a Tony Stark villain. Yeah. The only thing I thought that was great, that was absolutely fantastic, was Trevor. They brought <laughs> Trevor back, and he was awesome. He's laying there, and the headless two butts chicken thing <laughs> is like, oh, no, you're dead. And he's like, I'm acting. Lay down. Act like you're dead. That Ben Kingsley was the only yeah. saving grace in the whole thing. Yeah. And I know you said the one girl, and she's great. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. Ben Kingsley was, oh, he was just amazing. I loved his character so much in that. I, I the only, I, I'd, I'd agree somewhat with the, there was, it was so obviously telegraphed that you know the Ten Rings are going to be important further down the line, so they didn't want to give too much away about them now. Um, you know that was kind of smacked all over the second half of the movie. I, I, I enjoyed it and I liked the transition. I liked the transition from a modern sensibility, it's almost like a Jackie Chan type. Um, you know, Chocksocky movie at the beginning, all the way through to. Uh, I just don't. I just that. don't. I just don't get the sad puppy dog face on the main well, character. He's well, uh, not a badass. Is, yeah, the thing is, is that I've never seen him in anything else. So I think um, that perhaps what you've seen him in has coloured your perceptions of him. Because I kind of bought maybe it. Maybe a little bit, it, but he was. You know, he was trying to hide it from, and then all of a sudden on the bus. Yeah, but it, even he when he lets loose, yeah, I don't buy it. He doesn't yeah. strike me as anybody dangerous well i think there was a lot of other character asian actors out there that could have pulled off this guy's actually dangerous he he doesn't seem like it but then 
something switches and you see it in his eyes. You yeah. never saw that in this guy's eyes. No, I eyes. agree. They were definitely going more for the Jackie, Jackie Chan vibe, which is... No, you know, because this- Jackie Chan, when he would get angry and you could see the change in his face, that's when you got to watch out for Jackie Chan because you would see it. He'd, he'd get mad. That movie where his daughter is kidnapped or killed yeah. or something, it's, he's, she's killed. And he's a super nice guy and he's very humble. But then when he realizes the police aren't going to go and catch the killer and he's going to do it himself, there's just like that. There's a switch yeah. in his character, and yeah, you can I, see it in his eyes. I think they were going for the vibe from some of his earlier movies, like Police Story, where basically he was just like a hapless guy who happens to be quite good at, at fighting. Yeah, who kind I don't of battles know. His I, they just, the I think end. they botched it. I don't. And then they're like welcoming welcoming him into the Avengers in the in the mid credit scenes. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. Well, it's, he's not an Avenger. No, What's but they he, want. They want the rings. That's, they want the well, rings. Well, that's true. It's but here, here's, all about the rings. Wong. Let's talk about Wong. Okay, yeah. Wong is at the beginning of the movie, and he's fighting the abomination. Yeah. Who, I guess they're friends. I don't know how that works, but whatever. Fine. Yeah. Um, so, but it's clearly Wong, so they're establishing this is the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then later in the film when he comes and opens the portal and takes them number one you're like where the hell were you when they were fighting the big (laughs) i mean you knew right where these guys were the whole time you couldn't have helped him out that is the constant marvel cinematic universe fault isn't it it's like you know you see these all these other badass characters and they're always busy when the main stuff is going on the movie you watch i never understood why they don't just have a cameo in an important part you know captain america's fighting this guy and then out of nowhere iron man lands blasts the bad guy and goes you're welcome cap and flies away it's all you need you're just like oh that was cool they don't because they'd probably have to pay him 10 million dollars for the five seconds on screen but yeah but he doesn't even have to be out of armor you can just voice over that's probably a million bucks maybe they'll do that when they replace him with uh, somebody cheaper well riri williams yeah exactly um so Wong is kind of established at the end in the well in the mid credit scenes. He comes and gets them right, and I don't know why he keep everyone keeps taking his girlfriend with him, or a friend or whatever. Like, what the hell did she do? She shot some arrows and made some funny quips. Um, so why is she being invited over? Like, both of you come. Why? Why both? It's stupid. No, it's not. Is it? They, I'll tell you exactly why. It's because it's in Aquafina's contract. Well, of course. And I would rather her, her to get the rings than him. Because, anyways. Yeah. Um, so here's the Avengers. Um, Carol Danvers is there, yeah. which she looked a little different, but that's fine. Um, Bruce Banner was there. I was like, oh, look at that. So they got the Abomination and the Hulk in the same thing. Yeah. Bruce and that Banner was cool. Is, Bruce, well yeah, well, yeah, except all of a sudden he's not Professor Hulk anymore. Why? <laughs> well, he could always change. He just. Well, no, yeah, but the whole point of Professor Hulk is he stays like that all the time because he gets the benefits of both. And right, all but, of a sudden but he's decided let's be to... honest, it, it's not cheap to, yeah. to spend a lot of money on CGI exactly. on a mid-credit scene. That's that's what I thought. I thought, oh, somebody didn't want to spend the CGI money on Professor Hulk. Right. although they are doing it on She-Hulk because yeah exactly so the next time we see him he'll be back to Professor Hulk and everyone's going to go what happened well, well, the Hulk well, was no, shopping because that day <laughs> did you did, did you see the brief footage they showed of She-Hulk uh, no he's Bruce Banner in it too because Disney Plus is Disney Plus day was was yeah. Disney Disney flop day 
Well, it was more like a Twitter thread than anything. And then if you want to watch any of this exclusive content, you had to be a Disney Plus subscriber. So who who are they marketing this to? I don't know. Well, everyone else saw it because it all got leaked anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a bigger problem. It was a it was a it was a bit of a mess. Disney Plus Day, put it that way. Uh, let me see. She. Yeah, do a search for She Hulk trailer. It's on. If I could spell right, it's on uh, YouTube now. So they have this trailer now, and it it has. Uh, by the way, Hawkeye just looks freaking great. Yep. Um, well, you see, that's what that's what Aquafina knows. She knows everything is better with arrows. Yeah, look for first look trailer, and you'll find it. It's right there. Um, I, it didn't really give you give you a sense of anything, but it does have Bruce Banner and her standing next to each other. Um, this is so not the first look trailer. This is crap. But regardless, um, well, there's there's Professor Hulk. Yeah. And then and then he's not Professor Hulk. Yeah. Okay. So they're at least establishing that. So okay, that's fine. Um, well, let's talk about Wong. So this is this is a meeting between the big time Avengers, right? You yep. have Captain Marvel. You have the Hulk. Um, who else was there? Oh, and Wong. Yeah. But Why Wong and not Stephen Strange? I, and then because think about the Spider-Man trailer where Benedict Cumberbatch was busy. <laughs> well, because he was making his movie and Spider-Man's movie. Yeah. But think about the trailer for Spider-Man where Wong's like, "Don't do this." I'm thinking that Wong's actually kind of the guy in charge, and not Stephen Strange. Well, one of the things in the I hierarchy, think, yeah. I think that he's I, higher now. I think one of the things that always bothered me about. Um, I enjoyed the Doctor Strange movie, but I felt his progression in that movie was wrong because he went from being the bumbling student to the Sorcerer Supreme in like a in like a couple of moments in that movie, and then by the end it was like, yeah, I'm in charge of the Sanctum Sanctorum, you know, I'm the guy, and it's just like, well, you just showed up, and all of a sudden you were in charge, you're the chosen one. I didn't feel that that worked properly, and and. To be honest with you, I was a little bit uncomfortable because obviously Wong has been there for years and he's the man. We know Wong is the man. And so it felt a little bit uncomfortable. All of, all of a sudden he was handing over the keys of everything to Doctor Strange, who, as we as you know, as I said, had just showed up. All right, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, he beat he beat the big demon in an extremely clever way. Um, but really, I felt he, he still has some seasoning to do before he's the guy in charge. Um, and maybe the uh, what we see in in this Spider-Man movie will kind of reinforce that because the the whole the whole point I think of of what's going to happen with the uh, multiverse and everything is in, certainly in the way they're putting it in the Spider-Man trailer is that um, perhaps Doctor Strange shouldn't have done what he's doing in that movie. Right. Yeah. So may, maybe maybe Doctor Strange is going to get demoted. And Wong well, is the guy. Maybe, may, well, or, or they maybe never just, actually refer to him as in the movie as the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I know. So, may, but maybe what it is is just basically when Doctor Strange is out shopping, then Wong likes to play like he's in charge. <laughs> no, I think I think Wong's kind of a badass. I mean, I he's the one that 
he brings yeah. half the people into the battle, battle with Thanos. So maybe, maybe he was, maybe Wong was trying to recruit uh, the Abomination, which was why he was doing the show fights with him. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, yeah. you know, because if you think about the first Hulk movie, the Abomination wasn't necessarily a bad guy. No. At he first, was, he, was he was a soldier. Just, he was just misguided. And you could strongly argue that a lot of his bad actions later in the movie came from side effects of the serum he took rather than necessarily his right though well no having said that the way tim roth played him he was he was clearly a bit unhinged yeah so but then again who even to say that's the same abomination maybe somebody else exactly, got the serum yeah. and and we've seen in what if it's like you know you see with thanos that the right conversation from the right guy at the right time can completely change a character's outlook so maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe Wong is is a, a little bit Chinese therapist as well as uh, a sorcerer. Maybe he's not right, but he is definitely Wong. <laughs> you went there. I was deliberately avoiding making I, I that to sort do it. of joke. <laughs> I know it's just Wong of me to do it, but I couldn't help it. I actually really like the character. I really I do. Think, yeah, I think it's I, great. I, I, I think what? he is my favorite part in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. You know what? You know why he's so good? Because the actor has the same name as his character. Oh. And that always works. <laughs> Hmm. He's, no, I think he's. I think he's a great, great, great actor, and it's a great performance. And the way they do that character is really, is really pretty good. Give him the ten rings. I just noticed something new in the Apple Mail app. There is now a dedicated unsubscribe button. If you get spam, there's a button that says unsubscribe. I wonder if it actually please, works. Please, for the sake of our audience, maintain I, I our audience. Like don't, them. yeah, don't ever use the word unsubscribe in our podcast i don't think i have to (laughs) i think they know so with that we're going to wrap up this episode of the geeks pub we hope that you guys enjoyed it and we'd love to get feedback we do have a long letter from um guy Searle that we're going to save to the next uh episode yeah um we'd love to get feedback from you it's the show at uh thegeekspub.com you can also go to geekspub.com or mymac.com and leave a message in the show notes and we don't have a dedicated Twitter or Facebook for this uh, podcast. We just simply uh, piggyback on our other show, which is Tech Fan. So look for Tech Fan on either Facebook or Twitter, and uh, we'll find you there. David, I'll see you next week for the Tech Fan. Look forward to it. Bye.